Hey everybody, thanks for joining Spring Pack, the podcast. We have a great show lined up, lots to talk about, so let's get after it. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again for another episode of Spring Path, the podcast. I have a special guest here, Josh Herlock, coming in from Chesla. Josh, how's it going today? Hey Mike, thanks for having me. Everything's good, how are you? Good, good, man. I'm glad to have you on the show. You know why? Because you fill a gap that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to uh, matching with colleges. That's what we help students do and the parents do. But then it's the whole finance piece and how you help them, you know, like you said it offline a couple of times, you said plan, save and pay for school. And that's that's a big chunk of this whole this whole uh, system and this whole decision making process. So, yeah, thanks for joining us on the show. And maybe you can give a little background about yourself. How did you get into I always ask everybody, how did you get into this role? Where did it all start? Yeah, good question. So, uh, as Mike said, I'm Josh Sherlock. I'm the the assistant director for Chesla. And uh, essentially, I graduated college. Uh, I was looking for a job and uh, I stumbled upon Chesla. And uh, over the years, I've grown a, a passion for helping students and families uh, finance higher education. Yeah, well, I mean, you said it again offline when we were chatting. You, you had the most common sense uh, comment that I've ever heard from anyone on the show so far, which was, yeah, so I was going to college and I said, you know, any any business out there that's going to hire me is a business. So you got you got your degree in business administration and then with a concentration in finance. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't sure exactly what path I wanted to go to, but I figured uh, a business degree was, was the best option for me. And uh, I had grown up a little bit with finance uh, because my dad, uh, that that was the profession he was in. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's what influenced you. So that's cool. So let's talk about uh, Chesla today. Essentially, um, you help students and parents, especially, with trying to figure out that next step. Okay, I, I've selected a school that I'm interested in. How the heck am I going to pay for tuition, room and board, and everything, and, and complete this certification or this degree? And um, you have some unique uh, with Chesla. It's a little unique. So maybe you can start there about you know the how you serve the community and which 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 community you serve or how it was built right yeah yeah that's a good point and i i think that's financing college is is the fun part right it's it's easy for the student to decide what school what school they want to go to you know then the family's figuring out how do we actually finance you know the, the cost of the the education so uh chesel was created by the state of connecticut in 1982 to help students and families finance the cost of, of higher education. Uh, we help students and families plan, save, and pay for college through uh, a financial literacy and wellness portal. Um, we have scholarships, and then we offer uh, low fixed rate student loans. So Josh, uh, Chesa offers a lot of information and a lot of help in the planning and the strategic approach to uh, understanding the finances also with scholarships and then there are some unique elements that you bring to the table for students that are in state or out of state but why don't we start with ctdollarsandcents.com that's that's your website what what can a student or parent expect if they go there um, to use your your website and portal yeah thanks mike so ct dollars and cents is our financial literacy and wellness portal to help plan save and pay for college uh, there's a vast array of resources. There's articles, there's videos, 
Um, there's a scholarship center, and then there's also calculators. Uh, an example would be if the student takes out X amount of debt across his or her four years, this is how much the student would need to be making at their first job to be able to, to afford those monthly payments. So oh, okay. that's a nice calculator to use to help the student and family figure out and make sure they're not, they're not over borrowing. Because the worst thing a family and student could do would be to take out too much debt and then they can't afford those monthly payments and you know they didn't end up helping themselves. Listen, I, I love that concept. I mean, listen, the pressure's on, right? Right. <laughs> as soon as you graduate, you have your degree, let's get after it. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think one of the one of our big mottos at Chesla is, you know, student loans aren't bad. Student loans are a useful tool to help pay for college. Uh, but we also recommend to borrow wisely. Borrow only what you need. Um, 100%. And that avoids borrowing too much. Yeah, no, that's 100%. So, and there's no charge for using that, right? That's all within your portal and they can... Correct. Anybody has access to ctdollarsandcents.com completely free uh, to, to use all the resources. Cool. And then, so let's talk about the other element that's in the portal and that's where you can help students find scholarships. Right. So the, the scholarship center on the, the portal... Uh, that's a, a nationwide scholarship search. So the, the user can enter in their information, kind of near, narrow down the scholarship criteria and see what scholarships uh, are available. Um, that also transitions nicely into Chesla's scholarship program uh, that we administer on an annual basis. Uh, our own scholarship program is for Connecticut residents uh, that stay in state and go to a, a Connecticut college or, or university. Um, Chesla Scholarship Program uh, awards uh, nearly $500,000 on an annual basis. Wow. Yeah, the scholarship awards are $3,000 for a full time student, $1,500 for a half time student, and then lastly, $1,250 for a student pursuing a healthcare or manufacturing certificate program. Okay, that's really cool. That's good to know. So essentially anyone who's staying in state uh, can go to your site and uh, what do they do? Just apply right there? Or is it is it standard? Like what's the what's the process? Yeah, so the application's done right through our website, uh, chesla.org. Uh, the scholarship application for undergraduate students opens uh, March 1st on an annual basis. Um, and that closes on May 1st annually. Um, and then we, we normally notify the recipients in July. And then the application for students pursuing a certificate program opens on July 1st uh, annually. Okay, very cool. So, so as we're stepping through this, you have the ability for any student or parent to kind of come onto the site start playing around with the tools, look at the calculators, get an understanding of what they would be looking at financially based on the school of their choice. Then they can start looking at scholarships as well, which is great. And then they can kind of narrow it down to the scholarships that Chesla offers, which is for Connecticut students going to school in Connecticut. Now, the next step to this is I've selected my college uh, or my university. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the next steps for uh, financing it. What is your typical recommendation? Do Should students and parents look at financial aid first or should they come to you and then go look at uh, financial aid from the school? How, what's your thought process? 
Yeah, that, that's a great question, Mike. So we always tell students and families, uh, you know, you want to apply for the FAFSA first, get your, your financial aid uh, from the federal government uh, and, and through the school. Um, we always recommend accepting the unsubsidized and subsidized federal loans as part of the financial aid package. Those loans carry the, the lowest rates in the industry uh, and also have, have some federal benefits uh, attached to that. And then we always recommend free money, which would be any, any scholarships or grants. Uh, any scholarships or in, in grants that a student can, can obtain uh, that's money that you don't have to pay back. So we always recommend that path first. After the financial aid package and any scholarships and grants, you know, if there's still an amount the student and family owe the school, uh, that's kind of where a, a chisel loan would come in. Say a $10,000 loan, the family is not able to pay that $10,000 directly to the school out, out of pocket. Uh, the student and family could apply for a chisel loan we would disperse the $10,000 directly to the school, and then the student and family pay back the loan plus plus interest over, over time. Okay, all right, cool. So in, in kind of segueing into that that whole element, um, you know, and I'll just repeat that. So you, you encourage students and parents to get FAFSA done, get any kind of federal uh, funding that they can get, and then get any free money they can get their hands on and then come to you and sit down and say, okay, let's let's plan for the rest of what's left over. Correct. Uh, you know, lo loans are a useful tool to pay for college, but, uh, you know, we're a firm believer that that should be the last option. And gotcha. uh, as I mentioned previously, always borrow wisely. Sure, <laughs> that's, that's great advice. <laughs> I think that's for borrowing for anything, a car, right. a house, <laughs> yeah, always borrow wisely. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, all right. So we've gone through those elements. We get to the point now where we start looking at your programs, because I know there's some uniqueness around this. So can you kind of talk about the, I, I, you and I were talking offline about a couple of different programs, but how does it work for just, I'm a student, uh, my parents are ready, I'm ready. We're going to, you know, we've done all these elements. We're lined up with you now and we need to take out a loan. How does, how does that work? What are the elements? Yeah, so so a couple points to make there. So uh, with our, our our student loan program, uh, it's available for uh, those with a Connecticut nexus. So the Connecticut nexus can be the state of the student borrower's residence, or the Connecticut residence can be the state of the college or university. So for example, a, a Connecticut resident could go to a school in California, go to a school in Florida or stay in state and still qualify for the loan program or an out of state resident, uh, for example, a, a New York resident that's coming in state to go to say UConn uh, would be eligible to apply uh, for the for the chosen loan. Okay. And uh, in terms of the, the actual loan itself, as I said, the, the student is always the borrower and based on our underwriting criteria to qualify for the loan, 97% of our loans have a, have a co-signer, uh, which would satisfy the income criteria and, and credit requirements. Sure, that makes total sense. And I'll ask, do you, do you co-sign? Is that an option? Because <laughs> <laughs> if it is, <laughs> I'll send my kids to you right now. <laughs> All right, so with that, so 
basically what you're telling me in, in layman's terms is anyone who lives in the state of Connecticut today should stop by and see you because it doesn't matter where they go to school out of state, they, they would be, they would qualify for this program being in, having a residence in state. Correct. As, as long as the co-signer then met the, the sure. underwriting criteria for, for income and credit. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I think a huge advantage our loan program has is that uh, in OE, we have one fixed interest rate. So currently that interest rate is 5.49% fixed. And anyone that is approved for a loan receives that same interest rate. Um, okay. When you compare that to other lenders in the industry, you may have lenders that offer fixed rates that range from 5 to 15%. And the student and family have no idea what interest rate they will be offered when they when they submit that application for the loan. And, you know, I have heard horror stories where the family then ends up with a a double digit interest rate, um, which is not really helpful to pay for college when you're saddled with an interest rate uh, (laughs) that, that, that high. Yeah, and, and that's that's an excellent point because a lot of the times, and, and you and I have talked about this previously, is that you know people wait till the last minute, or this becomes kind of a, a pressure situation that they have to get their their tuition paid, and then they'll they'll scramble and they'll go to a lender. And to your point, that lender may come as they're waiting through the process, come back with a double digit rate, and sometimes families just feel trapped and they just go for it because they you know they feel the pressure. So, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, that's that's definitely a good point. You know, we always recommend, uh, you know, applying for loans to to finance the what we what we would call the, the financial gap. You know, apply for those loans as soon as you can. Uh, waiting until the last minute is about the, the worst thing the student and family could do. That adds pressure. And, you know, also, as you noted, you know, with those other lenders, you don't know what rate you're going to get offered. So sometimes, you know, I've heard families that have waited, you know, assuming we're they're going to receive the 5% on, on the lower end from another lender. And then they get the surprise of, oh, here's your 12% interest rate. And unfortunately, the family waited too long and just assumed that their financial situation would result in the lower rate. And then now they're up you know, up against the the student going off to college and they're kind of forced into accepting that that yeah. higher interest rate. So yeah, like I said, the one interest rate for Chesla is huge. When the student and family go to apply, they know if they get approved, that's exactly the interest rate they would be offered. And again, that interest rate is currently 5.49% fixed. Uh, there's no fees, there's no fees to apply. There is no fees for dispersing the loan. Uh, if the student and family take out a $10,000 loan, they're simply paying back $10,000 plus the accruing interest. So that's pretty cool. So you kind of do it in reverse in, in the sense that, hey, this is our fixed rate. We're, we're all on the up and up. Everything's uh, visible before we engage in anything. And then essentially you're just applying to get into the program. And right. if, we, if we approve you, you're in. You, this, this is what you can expect. Right. And and the students and families have to reapply each year, the loans for that academic year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they would have to reapply on, on an annual basis. Sure. Um, one other point I want to make about our loan pro- program um, is for undergraduate students, we require interest only payments while the student is in school. Um, I'm, I'm often asked why. Uh, my first point would be, 
you know, as the student and family are paying the, the monthly interest only payments, if they were not making those payments, the interest would accrue on an annual basis uh, or in capitalize on an annual basis, meaning it's added to the principal balance. And then it takes a compounding effect as in future years, you're accruing interest sure. on, on a higher principal balance. Yeah. So our, our philosophy is to require those interest only payments for undergraduate students because that saves the student and family uh, payments over the life of the loan, meaning they, they pay less over the life of the loan by paying the interest as it accrues. Um, the second point I want to make on that is, you know, more often than not, you know, many college students are not working or they, they don't have a, a credit history. So the, the co-signers are making those interest only payments. Mm -hmm. However, the student is the borrower on this loan. So this is on the student's credit report. So I always tell the student and family, you know, assuming the, the co-signer makes those interest only payments on time, this is an excellent way to build the student's credit history while they're in school. So when they graduate, they already have a credit history when they go to buy a new car or buy a condo or house. You know, too often students graduate college with no credit history and that severely hinders their ability to pursue those, those goals, you know, such as a new car or, or buying sure. a condo or house or, or whatever it may be. No, 100%. That's that's actually extremely important to point out. So, you know, you may graduate, you know, you have your degree, you land that job. Uh, how are you getting to and from the job? You know, so when you go to get your, you know, purchase a car, now you have a, hist a credit history and it's uh, and it should be stellar as long as everyone's making those payments right. um, to help them out. That's a, that's an excellent point to make. Right. Yeah, that's cool. So in essence, you know, if I'm hearing you correctly, the Parents and students should engage with you early. Uh, you have a ton of free tools. You have a portal that helps them at no charge. Your programs are very straightforward and visible. They have full visibility on what they would be receiving uh, before they even apply, uh, because the, that that doesn't change. I mean, it changes annually, but there it's a fixed rate that if they get into the program, that's what they anticipate and they can expect. And then from there, with your model, you're actually helping the student with interest-only payments to create a credit history that helps them when they get out of school. Right. And as I also said, you know, paying that interest only while in school, that enables the student and family to pay less in total over the, the life of the loan. So Josh, I'm a student. I go to school. I, I took out loans with you. Um, I finally graduate. I have uh, credit history because of your model, which is fantastic. Um, I'm going to my, my first job and I'm getting ready. At the tail end of this, uh, what other programs might you have that helps with the uh, the loans that I've taken out over the years? All right, thanks, Mike. So, so Chesla also does have a a refinance loan program for for Connecticut residents. So, a Connecticut resident that may not have heard about Chesla while they were in school and may have those higher interest rates that we mentioned, uh, they can refinance their loans into a Chesla Refi CT loan to lower their interest rates and or monthly payments. Uh, we also have, you know, students and families that already have CHESA loans and then they refinance post-graduation. So their, their four CHESA loans can now be one loan with one monthly payment uh, each month. Uh, another point I wanted to mention off of that, 
is for uh, you know any Connecticut resident looking to refinance, uh, I do provide a personalized refinancing analysis uh, before the applicant even applies for the loan. So based on the estimated refinance borrower's FICO score, I can give an entire one-page analysis of what rate, rate we would potentially be offering and what those monthly payments would look at before the refinance applicant even submits the application. Our refinance program is built a little bit differently than the in-school. Uh, it is a range of rates uh, sure. tied to the borrower's FICO score and there's multiple repayment term options available. Uh, but that's why we offer that refinancing analysis to kind of augment that and provide all the information and transparency before the refinance applicant even applies for the loan. Sure. No. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, their FICO score should be, you know, through the roof. It should be awesome, you know, based on the model. You right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's great. So essentially what I'm hearing from you and to kind of wrap things up here is from the very first part of, you know, students should be coming to your site. They should be taking advantage of the portal. Uh, parents as well. They should be talking to you up front and applying and or they should be getting together with you discussing if they should apply for the program. And then from there, throughout the process, when they graduate, you're actually there to help them on the back end as well. So you're helping them with these financial concerns throughout the entire process. Yeah, exactly. Chesa likes to say we're, we're here for every step of the way. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're proud of, of being a resource in the community and we, we believe in the community. So with, with Chesil, we're also, we're always going to give you the facts and, and straightforward information, uh, especially on the refinance side where I mentioned the, the analysis. If the refinancing does not make sense for the student and family, then, then I'm going to, to tell you so. Um, so you're always going to get an honest answer, straightforward information. And uh, Chesil has your best interest in mind. That's great. Well, Josh, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. And uh, for anyone watching right now, please go to chesla.com. And uh, also you can find Josh's information on the website as well. And you can reach out to him or, you know, reach out to SpringPath. Reach out to us through the app or email me and uh, we'll get you connected. So, Josh, thanks again. I appreciate you having, having you on the show, bud. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Take care.